Hey guys, welcome to the Center of the Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. What are we talking about today, Miss Allison? Roots and wings, baby. Roots and wings? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, standing in the gap, which is a pretty... That's not getting any better. No. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Standing in the gap, the store, are they still around? They actually are. Okay. I don't. I guess people shop there. I mean, I haven't shopped there in a long time. Yeah, I did see a Gap Kids recently, but that's not what you're talking about. No. Okay. So, standing in the gap is a term that many Christian people use okay. when you are praying for someone um, who's going through something, and you there's really nothing more you can do. So, standing in the gap is you are standing in that valley for them, connecting with prayer, them with the Lord. So praying them through a situation, you're standing in that gap. Whether they're able to pray, they might just be in a stressful situation. They may be praying, but you're coming alongside them, Mm -hmm. or maybe they're not a Christian, and so you're standing in that gap for them. Okay, so I think of, you know, when Moses prayed. Yes. Like, God, please save them. (laughs) Yeah. Please, one more time. (laughs) Yeah, me again, God. Okay, so you're basically pleading on their behalf. or Praying for them on their behalf. Mm -hmm. Right. And I guess sometimes people know it and sometimes they don't know that you're doing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a friend whose husband was in a horrible car accident. Mm -hmm. And he's in ICU. And I, you know, I said to her, I, you know, I am standing in the gap for you and your family. You know, so I said that to her. She knows what that means. She's a strong believer. But then other times, there are people that I'm praying for, you know, they have no idea. Right. I have a lot of people I pray for that have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I know probably the reason I am where I am today is because a lot of people prayed for me along the way, and I had no idea. Yeah, so crazy. Thank goodness. My neighbor came over the other day, and she said, oh, my gosh, you have been on my mind for three days, and I have been praying for you. And I said, thank you. I don't even know what you saved me from, but I'm sure it was something. Oh, what a great response. And I love how obedient she was, that you were on her mind, so she was praying for you. And Yeah, and do you love how, I mean, I've evolved over this podcast. Yes. (laughs) You've been like, girl, why are you praying for me? You don't need to pray for me. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Right. I'm growing up. (laughs) Well, so we thought we'd talk about standing in the gap for like three categories, like your children, your husband, your friends. And where does a roots come at? Roots and wings. So when I'm thinking about my children, one of the things that I always think about, a dear, one of my best friends for over 20 years, um, gave me this when my children were born, and it said, the greatest gifts we can give our children are roots and wings. Hmm. And I love that, because roots, meaning filling them up, teaching them, just like the verses in Deuteronomy, walking with our children, talking with them, teaching them about the Lord. Mm -hmm. But eventually, we've done all we can, and they have to start living on their own, and that's the wings. Yeah, push we them out of the nest. You got to push them out of the nest, or they just go. You yeah. know, they're they're out there. They're they're teenagers. They're young adults. They're in college. I mean, I have one getting ready to go to college in the fall. I mean, I'm not going to be there to keep an eye mm-hmm. on her all the time, and so I have to trust that the roots are strong enough to maintain her. 
And even if she walks away, as I did at some point, and makes some bad decisions, that those roots will remain mm-hmm. and be able to pull her back towards the Lord at some point in her life. But that that's hard. But roots and wings, and that's what I tell people. You know, our job is to pray for our children, to teach them, and then to give them the tools to equip them to leave the nest. Mm-hmm. Not to keep pulling them back in the nest. You never see a mama bird do that. Yeah, you know, um, I, hmm, I'm i doing a better job with my fourth child at the board. It really is. And even with my my son, uh, my older son, I'm doing better with him. But um, my daughter in particular, I held her back so much out of fear. I didn't allow, I didn't give her wings. Right. Um, because I was still living in such a state of fear at that time. I didn't know how to overcome that. Um, so I can, I love that analogy of roots and wings. And I think a lot of it comes down to trust of the Lord for our children. And one of the things that I started praying years ago, because as your kids grow, you know that when they're small, you have so much control over them. I mean, it's all, an, again, it's con- an illusion of control. <laughs> but you can have play dates with the people you choose for them yeah. to have play dates with. When they get um, in high school and middle school, they're with people and doing things with people that you would not choose for them to be with, right? Or yeah, exposed to in classes and that sort of thing. Um, the, the more independent, the older they get. And so I began to, to say out loud to the Lord in my prayers, Father, I know that these are your children. Mm-hmm. You have entrusted them to me, and I'm thankful for that. They're not mine. They're yours. You love them more than I do. Mm-hmm. I can't fathom that, but I know that you do. You love them more than I can imagine and more than I do, and I'm trusting you with them. But to put it in that perspective, like, they're not your kids. Right. They're the Lord's, and he chose to entrust you with them, and you can... And you should be a responsible parent and pray for them and give them roots. But there is going to come a time in our lives where we have to let them go. And all that we can do for them is be there for them and love them and listen when they call us. Mm-hmm. And stand in the gap for them. And never, ever stop praying for them. Never, ever stop praying for them. But also, um, here's the hard thing. So I, we have a 21-year-old and a 20-year-old. Um, both are out of the home, and the hard thing is when they call you for wise advice. Suppose you know, I mean, they call you right. for your opinion. You think you're very wise in giving the advice because, duh, I've lived. Right? Yes, <laughs> and then they don't follow it. Uh huh. Okay, so that's hard, right? Right. Because you just know. Well, I know how that's going to end. Then you can't like tell them about it because they don't want to hear about it, and you just become the nagging parent. And then when they come back to you after it fails miserably and you have to bite your tongue and not say, well, I told you that was going to happen. So, yeah, that's... But that's the wings. Right. That's the wings and that's part of their journey. And I know there are so many things that my mom, I look back on it and she told me certain things and asked me to do certain things or not do certain things and... I did my own thing, and some of them worked out, and some of them didn't, and she was right. And, the you know, the point is we have to make our own choices, and we have to learn from them, and God has us on our own journey. And 
that's where we have to trust that we've done our job giving them strong roots. Now, I can see where if you haven't, maybe you weren't a strong Christian or didn't, um, your kids didn't grow up in the church. Maybe you became a believer later on in your kids' lives or maybe once they were out of the house. So you've kind of missed giving them those roots. That doesn't mean that God's not at work. That doesn't mean that it's too late to be the light and to share that with them. It just looks different. Yeah, that's when you are standing in the gap, as you say. Absolutely. That's when you are fervently praying for them. But the truth is, God knew when you were going to come to Him. God knew when you were going to see the light, so to speak. And so none of this is a surprise to God as much as it is a surprise to us all the time. <laughs> right. You know? Um, so don't allow any guilt and shame to be poured on you if no. you did not raise your children in the church. Um, because God knows how they're going to find him. God knows the day that they're going to proclaim his name. And it's going to be a cool story for them. Exactly. And the truth is, oftentimes our fear or our control can get in the way of God trying to do his work. Yes. Yes. It's not, it's not doing anybody any good. And you can't force anyone to do something. You can give somebody good advice till you're blue in the face. But until they're ready to take that path and to do that thing, well, that's all you got. You can only do you. And that kind of leads us into when it comes to your husband, Mm -hmm. you know, standing in the gap for your husband. I know that we've heard from several of you and and it can be a real challenge when you are a believer and you're going to church and your husband's not, or maybe his relationship with the Lord isn't where you desire it for, for it to be for him. And the nagging and the pushing isn't going to do anything except That's for they can be like teenagers, right? It's going to push them in the opposite direction away right. from the Lord and they're going to resent you. Yeah. And that is going to become a divider in your marriage. And that's when you just have to stand in the gap Yeah. for your husband. You can't always, you cannot force him to have a deeper relationship with the Lord. You cannot force him to make a better decision for his job. Of course, you should talk about it and right. listen and support and love. But sometimes there comes a point where you step back and you just pray that God will open their eyes to a situation, that God will touch their heart, that God will lead them. And that's all you can do. And know that God is in the middle of it and know that you know as long as your husband is not steering you in a direction that is directly toward a sin or physical harm right there might be a lesson to be learned in it i remember when we um were going to move to texas and i thought it was the dumbest idea on the planet by the way (laughs) i'm still bitter about it and i woke up every morning thinking i was going to vomit and um I didn't want to go. And in fact, I told my husband I wasn't going to go. He was going to go live in Texas and visit us. And I was going to live here <laughs> with four kids, going to four different schools while working full time. Uh, it sounded totally feasible to me. And um, obviously, that didn't last very long before I lost it. And so we moved. Uh, I moved five or six weeks after he did. And um, if I had not gone to Texas, we would not have experienced life as it is today. Our family grew closer because I stopped working, because I found God. Be- I mean, I already 
had God, but I didn't really develop my relationship with him. I hadn't worked through all the baggage. So we just don't know what kind of, how God's working in someone else's life. And so for us to try to keep control over their lives could be hindering a huge blessing. Absolutely. And another step in their walk. Yeah. With the Lord, right? And That's what I'm saying. A blessing yeah. in their life. You don't know what God's going to reveal to them in that trial. They're getting ready to walk into the burning house. Right. <laughs> it does feel like that sometimes, doesn't it? It's hard to see the big picture. I know that um, I've had, you know, family members call me and they're like, oh my gosh, this is going on with so-and-so and we should do something. Like, you know, I'm like, well, there's nothing we could do. Except I mean, that's pray. the realistic point. Like, if it's an addiction or it's this or it's that, it's like, I can't alter their actions. I can't alter their choices. I don't have control over them. I said, but I will pray for them. And I know that that seems, I have been told, well, that's just so mean. Right. <laughs> I'm like, well, like we've said before, that's the highest honor I can give you. That's the best I can do. Right. For you is to turn you over to the one that is in charge of it all. Just like um, Psalm 24, 1, it says, The earth and everything in it, the world and its inhabitants belong to the Lord. Yeah. Well, all its inhabitants, like, uh, hey, I'm turning you over to the dude in charge. And I'm going <laughs> to pray for you because I'm not in charge. Yeah. And I can't fix it. And so understanding that sometimes and just standing in the gap. And knowing when to be, when to share wisdom, when to speak, when to listen, when to support, but then when to just take it straight to the Lord. And it is okay if when you go to God, you're mad. Yep. It's also okay if you are wavering mm -hmm. in your faith because that, you know, kids and, and husbands and family members taking crazy routes in their life can really shake your faith. Totally. Um, and so God can handle it if you come angry. And, and it's okay to feel like, I don't know if I believe that God is going to take care of this. It's okay to say that. God already knows that. Um, and so I think oftentimes we feel like we have to be this very stoic, strong, I have faith in God, and so I'm not worried about a thing. Hmm. Find someone you can be honest with. Yeah. Because we all have pity parties. Right? Yeah. And we all question and we all doubt and we can get angry. And, I mean, you're not human if you're not doing that every now and then. You know, I mean, we, we are human. We are in the flesh. And, and that really leads us to friends and standing in the gap for friends and what that looks like. And, you know, like I, I mentioned earlier, my friend whose husband was in the horrid car accident. I mean, I think over 90% of the bones in his body are broken. Um, and he's still in ICU. I mean, I, she's in another state. Yeah. What am I going to do? I mean, you know, you can support them. You can send dinner or monetary, you know, but I'm standing in the gap for them. Yeah. Every, like a million times a day, it's every time they cross my mind, I'm praying for that family. But then there's some that are closer to you. I think for me, probably it's those people in my life that I love and I adore that don't know the Lord. Mm -hmm. And selfishly, I want them in heaven with me. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I want to live, I'm going to live eternally, and I want you with me because you're fun and cool and you're my friend and I love you. Um, but when they have zero relationship, they don't believe in Jesus, they don't even go to church, but you can't force that. And when will you have the opportunity to just be love and light if you're trying to push Jesus down people's throats? They're just going to not hang out with you anymore. And so you just are with them, your friends, you love them, you're love and light, but you stand in the gap for them. And I have a whole list of people on my prayer wall that I'm praying for that will come to know the Lord. And sometimes it's just not us. So my favorite prayer is, Lord, please place godly people in their path every day that point them to you. I do love that what you pray for your kids too and your husband. Don't let them have a day that they don't oh, know May you. they never know a day with that they don't have you, right? Yeah, I mean that that to me is amazing. Uh, I just I just read a blog post recently about um, how God is just looking for the one. Mm. And so oftentimes I think we feel like if we're in a family that is dysfunctional or we feel like there is, we've been praying about this forever. For 25 years. Yeah, everyone around us thinks that this is fine, but in my heart I know it's not fine. And so I keep praying and then you just want to give in. Um, there were just so many instances in the Bible where, you know, God says, I was just looking for the one faithful. Um, God looks down from heaven on the entire human race. He looks to see if anyone is truly wise and if anyone seeks God. That's Psalm 53, too. Um, here's, I looked for someone who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would not have to destroy it. But mm -hmm. I found no one. That's in Ezekiel 22:30, And so... Don't feel like you're doing everything for nothing, in right. vain, so to speak. Um, and we may never see it this side of heaven. Right. We just may not. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't do it or it's not worth it. Yeah, and I know, you know, just a few weeks ago we talked about um, valleys. And that is one of the places that things that can put me in a valley is, you know, walking through something with my kids. Mm -hmm. And that really does test your faith. And so um, instead of running from God when you hit that, run to him. Because that is where I find him the loudest. Um, you know, that's where I really commune with him. Um, because there are times when um, only your soul, there's places in your soul that only God can reach. Absolutely. And so, you know, don't run away from God at that point. Really leaning in in yeah. those moments where it's the most painful, the most heartbreaking, the most uncertain, mm -hmm. instead of running from it, which can be our tendency, or yeah. building the walls. Like, literally, I try to imagine myself leaning in to all of that mess mm. and all of that pain. But when I lean in, that's where God holds me up. He's like my kickstand, right? Mm -hmm. And he always shows up. And even in the tiniest little glimmers of hope, he, sh he shows up. And I'm not saying, you know, everything is going to turn out. Because we pray that everything is going to turn out just the way we want it, because that's not real, real life. It's going to turn out just how God intended it. Yeah. But yeah. at least we're doing what we can. Yeah. And what we're called to do. And when I say standing in the gap and praying for those, I don't mean you have to sit down and be like 
spend an hour in prayer for someone standing in the gap for them. I mean, maybe there are times like that if you have prayer visuals and things like that. But I mean, when I'm standing in the gap for people, not only do I have my prayer wall where I'll just read through all the post-it notes on the, the prayer request side, but when there's something really specific and a hardship going on, every single time that person crosses my mind, yeah, I'm sending up a prayer. Yeah, I'm just sending up a prayer. I'm driving. I'm cooking. I'm cleaning. I'm finding the robot vacuum stuck in my closet, whatever. <laughs> but I'm thinking about every time they cross your mind. And, and you know, maybe you say that. Every single time you cross my mind, I'm sending up a prayer for you. Yeah. It's not some complicated thing. It's like, Lord, be with this family. Lord, give them courage and strength. You know, it's not some formal thing that you have to do. Yeah. To stand in the gap. Right. And I do think, you know, just like my neighbors saying, oh, you know, I prayed for you. And so sometimes telling someone like, hey, I'm praying for you today. Um, it's amazing because that'll be a little God wink in their life if yes. you send a message. Um, but let's get back to the wings part. And let's okay. talk about what it looks like to give your kids wings. Mm. So you're looking at me like, uh, go ahead, Melissa. What's your idea? <laughs> well, next week we are going to talk about what it looks like to... Love your children well, I think, especially through the teen years, which mm-hmm. is when they begin to have those wings, right. where those wings really start to branch out and you do have less control. And we're going to talk about specifically what it looks like during that time mm-hmm. to give them those wings and how it can be a little challenging, too, but some, <laughs> <laughs> but some finer points on how to make it happen and really trust the Lord. I love it. Great. Well, we look forward to sharing with you next week, so stay tuned. All right, I'm going to see you.